Welcome to Pearl Diving, a Knitter's Pillowcast. Episode 18, Random Acts of Knitlet. I used to take a class Monday mornings, and to make sure I always had a blog entry to start the week, I came up with the idea of offering up knitting references I'd found in the books I was reading. I called them occasional knitting references and stocked up several months' worth of Mondays. I had a really good long run of finding random references, and then, well, the well ran dry briefly, and I got out of the habit of having a post on Monday mornings. I still collect them up and still intend to get back to doing them, but I thought I'd share here the concept behind them and the most recent random knitting reference I'd found. Now, here's the thing. I'm not a fan of Knitlet. You know what I mean, the books that started appearing once the book publisher's marketing folk realized that the knitting market was ripe for the picking. Knitting in these books is front and center. I've read a goodly number of them, and only found one to be an utter abomination. The rest are humdrum, fluffy bits of throwaway. Now, don't get me wrong, if you love them, that's fine. There's a book out there for everyone. But if I'm honest, if I want to read a nice bit of fluff, I'd much rather read a Stephanie Plum novel or a Dortmunder mystery than one of the knitting ones. I suspect this is because, for me anyway, knitting isn't at the core of my very being. Knitting is a nice sideshow act, something amusing, something occasionally challenging, but it's never something that sits front and center in my consciousness, not at least while there are lots of other things to occupy my mind. So what I prefer are those knitting references that reflect this, references that slip into books through the side door that are there much in the way that knitting is in my life, references that serve to mark something about a time, a place, or a character, but that are perfectly natural, that don't come out and whap you upside the head with a two-by-four. My one rule for including something in the random knit references on my blog was that it wasn't something that someone had offered up to me. It wasn't in one of those knit-themed books. No, those knitting references were the ones I didn't expect to be there that were a surprise. Here's the example. I was reading a recent entry on the Knitting Curmudgeon blog. Marilyn had posted a rather amusing bit involving pizza and an apparition of Jesus. In the comments, Ted the Knitter Guy mentioned that it reminded him of the book Our Lady of the Lost and Found by Diane Champerlain, in which the Blessed Virgin Mary, or BVM, to use that lovely three-letter acronym for her, appears in the living room of a writer, telling her that she just needs somewhere to hang out and recoup for a bit. Now, as someone raised in the Catholic faith and fed on a steady dose of the Song of Bernadette, this sounded right up my alley. Champerlain is an award-winning Canadian writer, but this book had completely slipped off my radar. Ted is a good friend, too, and if he recommends a book, it's usually something I'd like to read. So, I borrowed it from the library and started reading, which is how I found not one, but two random knit references, both of them very early on in the book. 
The writer, the main character of the book, is telling us about a series of small miracles that happened just prior to the apparition of the BVM in her home. One of the things she finds is what she has thought to be a long-lost charm bracelet given to her on her 15th birthday. She begins to describe the charms on it, something I connected with immediately. I was one of those teenage girls she describes with a charm bracelet that jingled on my wrist and got caught in my sweaters. The charms, she says, were the amulets of all our hopes and dreams, the untarnished talismans of our promising futures, our expectant selves. She continues, Looking at them now, I found a few that seemed to have nothing to do with me. An airplane, a horse, a treble clef, a tiny ball of wool pierced by two cross needles, as if the charms from someone else's bracelet had somehow detached themselves and migrated to mine. Or maybe it was just that at the time anything was possible. I might fly to Mexico, France, or Kathmandu. I might learn to ride a horse. I might learn to play the harp, the trumpet, the mandolin. I might compose a symphony. I might knit up the raveled sleeve of care. Our Lady of the Lost and Found is, I will say, a challenging read. Not so much because of the history of Mary and her various apparitions that the BVM recounts to the writer, but because it's a book that seems on the surface deceptively simple but which offers the reader much to think about, about faith, about fiction, about fact and science and God, and about ourselves, the selves we construct. As she tries to come to terms with Mary's stories, the writer says that each story of Mary could, and sometimes does, constitute a whole book in itself. For each one of the stories I've attempted to retell here, there are hundreds more that I haven't got room for. As the story of Mary that I was trying to tell grew ever more complex, I could not decide whether trying to get it all straight was more like untangling a gigantic ball of wool or like being caught in a labyrinth. The knitter in me votes for the untangling of wool, and the image is highly appropriate. You know when you try to untangle a skein and it just seems so knotted up that you'll never get it straightened out and you're tempted just to throw it across the room because it's so unyielding and then all of a sudden it all just slips free and you can quickly wind it up into a ball? That's what Champerlain's book is like. A tangle of history and stories that suddenly, suddenly all fall away as the writer realizes what it all means. Reality is not as simple as we would like it to be. Life is not about either or, but both and. In life, there is no way of knowing how the story will end, and this, says the writer, is a great relief and an unspeakable gift. As always, information and links for everything in today's episode can be found in the show notes at www.pearldiving.com. That's P-U-R-L diving. Comments or suggestions can be left in the show notes or emailed to pearldiving at pearldiving.com. To close today's episode, Mary Loves the People by the group Hangman's Daughter, courtesy of the IODA Promonet. Mary loves the people 
that she wants to change the world Put a stainless picture in a cathedral She cries for the children she doesn't even know Blackbirds and ravens circle around her soul But she never shows You.